Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Colin and I play Cuin de Greymond, a paladin from Gavany. Hi, I'm Spencer. I play Caddo Chasseur, a cleric also from Gavany. Hi, I'm Brian and I play Ogvar Shawfoot, a ranger from Keswick. Hi, my name is Samantha and I play Elora Greyvale, a sorcerer from Nefalia. sorceress unleashed a monster masher of a spell, her spectral spear found its foe and the pipework got painted a pretty ugly shade of puce. Finally, after exiting at the end of the tunnel, they found themselves in a distinctly derelict but palatial sized pond with the remnants of a once fantastic fountain. After hanging out on a hydra, our duo discover they have helped themselves to a ludicrously lucky break as they seem to have circumvented the security net and popped up in Axum's Grand Gardens, perfectly poised for an assault on the west wing of his manor. Later, the party purchased a host of magicals and consumables to aid their cause, with Alora eagerly bagging a bargain as she invested in a ring of invisibility for a gloriously cheap 50 gold pieces. So, a knockoff Nigel with a crummy consequence, or a very cool counterfeit? Episode 84 Boots, Biscuits, and Bishop Bashing? Okay, so we join you where Laura, you are stood in front of a seemingly glowing tavern. Oh! Uh. Uh, uh, she's going to turn round and look at the others who are trailing um, and she's going to point at the tavern and go <laughs> hey look at these guys um, we're at a tavern um, I, I was I was okay so I, I was following there, there was a line that I was following from from the ring. I could see this magical line. No, I'm not snorting it. <laughs> no, it was, it, no. I was following this line on the floor and, and, and this is where it's brought me to. So I, I, I'm beginning to think this, this ring, well, it wasn't quite a ring of invisibility that I was expecting. It's more a ring of invisibility, which actually, might come in handy at some point. It's, it's a shame we didn't have this when we were stuck in the mire. That would have been useful. Wouldn't have needed a compass then. I suppose it's a kind of compass. Sort of. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it might be useful, I suppose. Uh, yes. Hmm. <laughs> She's just going to start laughing. <laughs> uh, I, I thought we probably could have just used all of uh, I thought we could have just used Rowan for that. He seems to find his way to uh, inns quite frequently. Well, yeah, I, I guess I've got two compasses now. Make me spot check. All of you. Perhaps you should just give him the ring. <laughs> spot check. Oh, great start to the day. That's a 21 all in. I like. 15 for Ogvar. 16. 5. <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of Caddo, as you say this, Ogvar, you all look, looking at this, this, this inn, this tavern, as you say this, Ogvar, there is a big sign outside, like a, a kind of independent standing sign. And on the sign, it's got a picture of a dog, and it's called the Dog Inn. 
and hanging from the bottom of the sign is Rowan. Sorry, did you say it was called the doggy? <laughs> oh, God. What exactly goes on in this pub? It's <laughs> <laughs> a big city. How high is the sign? Ah, uh, it's uh, it's probably about seven foot off the floor. The bottom, the bottom of the sign is probably about. Oh, it's so reachable foot. then. Yeah. Okay. Is Rowan awake? Is he asleep? He's just hanging around off the bottom of it. Uh, he's probably asleep. Okay. I'll, I'll walk up and just like give him a little nudge. He swings. Does he, does he stay stay asleep? Seemingly, yeah. Oh, okay. You hear little kind of bat snores, little... Uh, one guy just looks at him and frowns a little bit. Laura, I found your bat. And, uh, I think he's having a lion. Uh, 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 not, oh. not an early riser, I take it. What, what's he doing? Rowan? Rowan? Rowan! Wake up! Wake up! I'm going to... Rowan! Uh, I'm, I'm going to turn to Ogbar. Uh, uh, it appears you're correct. Rowan's actually uh, here before we got here with the ring. So, yes, I, I suppose if we're desperate for an inn... Did you say that the sign was on the floor? It was like a floor sign. It's about seven foot in the air. Oh, it's up in the air. Sorry, my mistake. Um, Rowan! 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 Damned bat! You notice as a slight breeze passes through, this sign, which is clearly um, kind of hanging in a frame, hanging loose in the frame, the sign swings, it goes, and underneath the bat also goes, and swings with the sign. <laughs> he's not He's not hanging on to the bottom sign, he's hung on to the bottom of the frame, but obviously the wind's just blowing the bat as well. I think I've woken the dog up. Um... There appears to be a stray dog in the area as well. Podcast puppy has struck up. Brilliant. That's all I need. Well, don't forget there's always pickle. Pickle. Pickle, yeah. Um. Does anyone want one? What? Pickle. Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, right. Uh, Laura's just going to... She's going to be looking up at the sign and just... <sighs> oh... Sod it, he'll come back when he's ready. I'm not climbing up there. And she's going to turn around and say to the others, Right, what do you want to do? We, we, uh, we followed you here. We... Yeah, but I was just following the ring. Well, we didn't know what you were doing, so we followed you. So. Uh... Well, I thought I couldn't be seen, but then this, this kind of line appeared on the floor, so I followed it. That's why I came. I wanted to see where it took me, and it's here, because it's a ring of in visibility. Yes, but yeah. we could see you. We didn't know what you were doing. We just assumed your new magic eye was taking you somewhere. Oh no, I was just a bit excited because I wanted to follow and see what, what it was just a strange line. I was going to follow it, wasn't I? Uh, so in other words, that you, we've just wasted our time, just apart from finding your bat. Bimbling pointlessly around the city. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is, it is a different change. into what we've been in before. It's not the inn that we're staying in. It's, no. no, it's not the inn uh, you're staying it's in. It's one of the oh, inns. This is, this is the one of the inns or whatever that architect would probably have ventured into at some point. Well, we found another tavern. Is it lunchtime? No. no. What time is it? I don't know. What we, I don't know. What time is it? It's always lunchtime it's for Gaddo. <laughs> it's always lunchtime for Gaddo. <laughs> Might be second lunchtime. <coughs> no. Right. Uh. Uh, I think we should possibly uh, turn in early. Well, at least go back to the uh, church and see Gerhard and wait, wait for the, uh, the rest of the cars to reappear. Yeah, well, I think we'll do that. It, it might be as well to get an early night or just see, yeah, like you say, if the Cathars are back and see if they've got any information. Right, okay, I might as well, I might as well make tracks. Uh, follow me then, again. So, Laura's going to turn around and walk off and she's going to whistle and call to Rowan one last time she's just going to keep walking. He clearly knows where he is, so... Knows he's happy. Hmm. Okay, happy where he is. So she's going to make her way back to the church then. Okay. Cathedral. So you make your way back up to the church. Um, after a couple of minutes, this line which you saw on the floor, um, it kind of fades 
fades out and gutters out and disappears entirely. And you arrive back at the church. Okay, um, so I assume we'll all go in and go back up towards where Ruth and yep. dear heart are. That's off. Thought we were doing go back to yeah, the church. Yeah, yeah. well, we'll get in. We'll walk in and announce our arrival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the church is pretty quiet. Again, you as you walk in, you see uh, a couple of uh, people in the church minding their business, praying. A couple of them lighting candles. Um. And you you walk through. Um. Everyone, make me a spot check. Rolls. That's more like it. That's a nat 20 plus 3 from Allura. She's on fire. 19. Somebody put her out quick. 13. 13. 20 all in for me. 20 all in. Okay. What did you get, sorry? 13. 13. And you were 20 all in, Caddo. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, as you, as you walk through, um, Caddo, Ogvar and Allura... There's something you've noticed, which you didn't notice before, but there is a older woman stood uh, by uh, kind of the top end of the church, kind of where you enter in. She's she stood up that end of the church, and she's messing around with something which you you've never really clocked before, but it appears to be some kind of wire rack, which makes a horrific creaking noise as she spins it. A wire rack that spins? Yeah. Like a magazine rack? Kind of. <laughs> okay. It makes this horrific kind of... Is it an empty wire rack or is there anything in it? No. Okay, so as you look at it, you can see that there are little... kind of... Um, there are little rectangular cards Mm-hmm. In in some of the slots. Okay, so she's not quite. She's not near. She's down the other end. No. So as you've as you've walked in, uh, she is at the top end of the church where you walked in. It's to the left hand side. Oh, okay. Right so on. you know, probably not. If you're looking down, it's not something. Good. <coughs> it's to the left hand side and near one of the pillars of the church. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, can Ogva see what the little yellow yellow little cards are yeah um as far as you can tell they're just little yet little cards i nearly said yellow then <laughs> i don't know where the yellows come from honestly <laughs> uh, as far as you can tell they're just little cards they're probably not something you've seen before she's selling panini panini stickers <laughs> for the Innistrad Premier League. <laughs> that, that or she's a chain smoker and for her entire life she's been collecting cigarette cards. <laughs> so she's there and she's, she spins it round and she occasionally rifles through uh, and you see her pick up one, look at it, pop a copper piece into a small little collection box which is attached to this, this rack and then she exits the church walks past you and exits the church oh god just nods as she walks past she doesn't respond really does she look like she's meant to be there she's yeah she's just a person okay right, okay okay well, i'm going to walk over to the rack and have a look see what's in it yeah Obviously. so i as you go over to the rack you see lots and lots of pieces of of card uh, and they're probably four by six, four by six inches, and on them you can see various pictures. That <laughs> so, is dropped. <laughs> so some of the pictures depict um, coastal scenes, perhaps scenes of Nefalia, scenes of the local area. Uh, they're quite desolate, quite wild. Um, there's one which depicts the silver sand beaches. Um, and it's it's kind of got it's, it's it's somehow got this kind of glittery effect as it as you tilt it and it catches the candlelight. It's got this kind of glittery effect. It's very it's very attractive. Uh, and then there are some which are clearly um, drawing bits of artwork, uh, depictions of the Archangel Avicen. Um, you get certain ones which have got 
just Avacyn's holy symbol on it in very stylized styles, like stained glass styles. And you look at you, you as you spin it around, you get this, as it as it moves, and you've got this massive. Be quiet, pickle. Just squeak as it turns around, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Quiet, pickle. Uh, and you get this kind of this horrible resistance where you think for a minute it's going to fall over, and then it just kind of thunk and and shifts round and you, the entire thing rattles and, and things look like they're going to fall over and fall out. But as you turn it, there is one particular card which catches your eye. And it looks to be a drawing, some artwork of the church you're in. Mm-hmm. Looking down, uh, looking down the main body of the church, the altar. And on the top, it has the quote, it's Avicin not have a sin. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get the play on words, but which way round is it? Have a sin is in have sin, C-Y-N. First or second? First. Okay. It's have a sin, not have a... It's a statement rather than a command. hyphen then. sin. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to get my head around the importance of the quote. Or whether or not it is just a really good play on words. Have a sin, not have a sin. Yeah. Not have, yeah. just have. Yeah. 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 That's what it's intended <laughs> yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's clearly a rack of postcards. It's whether or not we want to buy a postcard. <laughs> Although you said the woman left the church. She dropped a couple of coins into a little collection box. Oh, so she was... Ah, oh, right, okay, I'm with you. Sorry, I thought she was selling the postcards. She, she, she bought postcards. She bought a postcard, mm. yes. And we hadn't noticed the postcards before. No, it's probably not something you'd notice if you're going in and you're going straight Just down we, and you're looking for girls. I'm quite taken with a postcard, so Akado's going to have a good old look at these postcards um, to see if there's any uh, classic uh, uh, beachside comedy postcards. Yep. Uh, Kieran, what did you want to do? I haven't noticed anything, so... I mean, you'd have probably, you'd have probably noticed Ogfar going over and having a bit of a rifle. I'd, I'd say you probably have noticed that. You just wouldn't have seen the initial goings-on yeah. with it. I'd have just gone... Uh, oh, OK. Uh, are those postcards? Uh, yeah. Mm, I don't like writing. Well... Yeah. So, Ogfar, this is probably a, a bit of a novelty to you. Mm-hmm. Being in Kessig, being out in the wild, you know, not many people send you postcards. It's not really a thing, but with Kieran being in Thwaben and Laura going around Nefalia in the cities, you know, postcards are probably quite common. Um, you see people exchanging them and, and sending them to family and friends. Um, so, yeah, you, you, you probably see them quite often. Um, yeah, so, Kado, if you want to have a rifle through the rack, you're more than welcome to rifle through the rack. There are uh, a couple more kind of punny postcards. Um, a couple more humorous ones, um, nothing kind of you know toilet humor, nothing like that. Um, but they they all follow and play on words on Avicen or, or the is church. There, or... Is there the traditional map of the city postcard? And or any other cities to that to that matter? Okay. Uh, we're going to do this in percentile actually. That's a deer. I don't know why I'm picking that. No, that's percentile. Okay, so. Give a few maps would be quite handy, wouldn't they? <laughs> a 20% interval. Oh, uh, let's go with 45 to 65. 94. No, oh. you can't find any. You find one which is appears to be like a little piece of card in an empty slot, which says, sorry, out of stock, map of city. <laughs> in which case, uh, my interest in said cards wanes. Okay. So if you're going to buy one, you're more than welcome to just knock a copper piece off per okay. postcard. Ogvar yeah. will buy one. Ogvar's going to buy a postcard. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Right. I'll put the bait. I was looking for maps and maps and funnies. Um, a copper piece, do you say, yeah? A copper piece, okay. yeah. Well, there's a little collection box. Ding! Funny. Yep. Okay, so, after the brief excitement of a postcard rack, mm-hmm. are you going straight up and you're going back into the main um, Gerhardt's living quarters? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, I would imagine so. Okay, so you go back upstairs. Uh, is there anything particularly you want to do in the period of time that you're going to wait for these scouts to come back? Well, uh, I'll go. I'll check all my armour and yeah. just go over everything. Sharpen my swords, 
greased what needs to be greased. Yep, okay. So you're just going to generally prep yourself and make sure you're ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ogvar. Um, out of character, if anyone's got any objections, I would, Ogvar would like to go and ask if he can borrow the boots, the, the jumping boots. That makes a lot of sense. Nice, nice fun. Yeah, so Ogvar would like to go and find Ruth and ask if he could borrow those artifacts from the church for the coming yep. uh, thing. Yeah. Okay, so you go find Ruth. Uh, Ruth is once again in the kitchen, um, and you come across quite a humorous scene. In front of Ruth on the table, there is a jar, and the jar has the word cookies written on it. Okay. As you walk in, she is scolding these two young Cathars, so the ones which she won't let go out and do anything on their own. Uh, they're quite young, they look early teens, um, a boy and a girl, and she's clearly, she's got a ladle in her hand, big wooden ladle. Her one hand is on her hip, the other hand is holding the ladle aloft, and she is tearing a strip of flesh off these two young Cathars. Clearly, they've probably been in the cookie jar, there's a little bit of a trace of crumbs around the lad's face, um, they've clearly been into the cookie jar, and from what Ruth is saying, she is very displeased by this fact. As she stood there, scolding them, the cookie jar to her right and slightly behind her on the table. You, you see Gerhardt. Gerhardt is also in the room. Gerhardt is sat at said table. And as as Ruth is scolding these two two young Cathars, you see, witness Gerhardt's pale hand reach out and slide, just begin to slide into the cookie jar. Without even looking, there is a loud crack as Ruth brings her ladle down onto the back of Gerhardt's hand. <laughs> his hand retracts rather quickly, his little blasted botherations. And you can, you can see she, she, turn, she turns to him and gives him a rather disproving glare. He just kind of wilts slightly. <laughs> um, and these two, two young Cathars, they, they start giggling and she turns back and she goes, I don't know what you're laughing at. You're now not, you're in my bad books. And, you know, you walk in, she notices you pretty quickly. She's like, oh, oh, far. What can I do for you? Oh, hello there, Ruth. I, I see you're uh, quite busy in the middle of um, disciplining. Um, <laughs> but I, I was wondering if there's uh, a moment in your uh, very busy schedule uh, to uh, possibly let me into where the items we retrieved earlier were. I, I may have, I believe I may have use for um, the boots. Oh, certainly. Um, let me just... Would you like a cookie, dear? Oh, no, I couldn't possibly. No, um, I, I, I fear I may lose it on the way at home. I, I may be mugged. <laughs> oh, OK. She pops the lid back on the cookie jar. The cookie jar goes back into... Um, back on top of a shelf, high enough that these young cathars cannot easily reach it. She looks at Gerhardt and goes, You stay there. Don't you dare move. The two young Cathars, as she turns around, they've already made a, a dash for the exit, and they, they push past you, Ogvar, as, as they go. They've, they've clearly seen their opportunity to run, and they've taken it. She just kind of sighs in irritation. Just, I'll deal with them later. Okay, dearie, off we go then. And she leads you to, um, not the vault, obviously, because the vault's now out of commission, uh, but she leads you to a separate storeroom within the living quarters, uh, which is locked and bolted. She unlocks it gives you the boots and uh, you see she's got a little inventory check sheet on the inside and she just kind of writes it down and notes it she says oh sign, sign here dearie for me Ogvar just writes like a big O <laughs> she's wonderful and then you see her just gently scribble in two little dots and a smiling mouth <laughs> <laughs> she pops it back on the hook and she says oh well you know anything else let me know dearie oh, well thank you very much Ruth I shall uh, I shall go tr- try these out and uh, Maybe not inside them. No, that that might not be wise. Okay, uh, thank you very much. I will go find my companions. Yes, uh, well, uh, yes. See, see you later, dear. Said, oh, if, if if you do if you do want to uh, practice, we do have the garden out back. That is um, the ward garden. Oh, oh, thank you very much, and uh, uh, I shall I shall try that later. Um, just out of curiosity, I uh, no, 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 don't worry. I shall I shall uh, I shall talk to my friends. Thank thank you very much. No worries, dear. Okay, so I take it you head it back, you head yeah, back, yeah. and you join the rest. Of them. Okay, and Laura, what are you doing? Um, I think Laura would probably, I think she would turn in early. Yeah. 
Yes. Your the scouts which you sent out have not yet returned. I will point that out. Okay. Um. Okay. So uh, Laura would probably turn to Caddo and uh, just say, Caddo, um, uh, I'm gonna turn in early. I'm. I just want to get an early night. Uh, I think we're gonna have a bit of a busy day tomorrow. Um. When the scouts get back, um, maybe give me a call, yeah, so I can catch up with what's gone on. Is that all right with you? Yeah. What time of day is it? It's the evening. Is it? Oh well, the day's gone, flying by, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. No problem at all. I'll um, I'll, I'll make sure somebody gives you a knock up. Okay. Yep. Good. Thank you. On that note, I'm I'm going. So, Alora disappears to her room. Yeah. Okay. So you flop onto the bed and you you proceed to have uh, probably a very satisfying nap. Okay, Caddo. Is there anything you're doing before <coughs> your Cathars return? <coughs> dinner, hopefully. You've already had dinner earlier. Really? Yeah. Remember, you got back. You went down to the underground arena. You had soup. you had soup. You went down to the underground arena. Met Sato. Sato came back with you. There was well, Sato was eating soup. He gave you the bat. He gave you. Uh, he allowed you to use the ladder. I've lost my timeline a bit. And then there. you guys decided you were going to go out and get some magical items. So you went out to get magical items because um, the shops were open quite late. Uh, this is probably about seven o'clock. Uh, and then you've now come back, so it's probably about it's half seven, eight o'clock. Your cathars are due back, I think, at ten o'clock. All oh, right, okay. Well, now I've just got to wait for my cathars to return. I shall probably uh, once again uh, uh, stick myself, uh, my nose into a good book. Yep. There were plenty hanging about on the shelves, weren't they? Yep. Okay. So a couple of hours pass. Uh, you're all doing various kind of resting activities, uh, reading, um, checking over your gear, having a bit of a nap. Um, possibly, uh, I don't know what I'll probably be doing. Maintaining your bow. Trying on boots. Trying on boots, yeah. Doing the doing the funny walk, make sure they fit right, and sticking your big toe up and making sure your toe goes all the way to the end. You do you do the thing you do when you go into Clark's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing all that. Yeah, yeah. So you put these boots on, and they are slightly too big to start off with. But after about thirty minutes of walking, they've kind of attuned to you a bit, and they've shrunken down to fit perfectly. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh, they're, they're very fancy looking boots. Um, they're, they're the ones with the metal toe cap and metal silver heels, toe silver toe caps. Yeah, they're very fancy looking. They feel like walking into, like, they, the leather feels like butter. They are very comfortable, very nicely padded, uh, very stylish boots. You give it a couple of stylish twirls as you're going around. Oh, nice. You do the clerks walk up between the shelves and then walk back again. And... I'll go as stylish from the shins down then. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so it's not long, well, it's a couple of hours before um, one of your, your your scouts return, basically. And they all they kind of pile into the room um, and they, they take a seat at a table. Ruth comes up and she brings them a nice a nice little bowl of soup, um, something to keep them warm after they've just come back from obviously being out for several hours. I think it was eight hours they were out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they they will come back and whatnot, and they they hand Ruth their leftover kind of. She's obviously given them lunch to take with them. They've got like little waxed wraps, which obviously they have food wrapped in, so they hand those back to Ruth. And you get that bit of exchange as she kind of fusses over them a bit, makes sure they're tidied up, makes sure they're warm. You know, gives them something to eat. Um, she also brings up a spare bowl of soup for you, Caddo, assuming that you're probably going to be hungry. Um, <laughs> she's not wrong. It's probably the stuff from the bottom of the bottom of the pot. It's just kind of got down to the bottom of the oh, pot, like and it's extra just thick like, and lumpy. Thick and lumpy, yeah. Um, and then Ruth disappears off. Uh, so you're left with these cathars who you sent out, sat down around the table, happily slurping away at, at soup and, and, you know, consuming a ridiculous amount of bread rolls. In which case, we better uh, we better get uh, somebody to wake a Laura if you want to hear this report. Sato is still sat in the room. He is still reclined in his chair at the head of the table. The chair is fully tilted back on two legs. It looks like it's going to th- fall over with the slightest hint of a breeze. He's got his feet up on the table. He removes them pretty quickly when he sees Ruth walk in. Hmm. Puts them back up once she's gone. Um, and he's he's just sat there. And he's he's uh, snacking on the odd bread roll. He manages to somehow pilfer from the other end of the table without anyone noticing. You will you turn away and turn back again. He has a bread roll in his hand, and the bread roll is on the complete other side of the table. You have no idea how he is managing this. We just assume he manages it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just happens. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I suppose I'd better go. Uh, like you said, I'll, I'll, while you're eating, I'll go and get a Laura. 
So I'm going to go up and uh, provide me. talk to try and get a Laura. Uh, 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 Laura, uh, um, the cafes are back. Uh, uh, <coughs> uh, um, what? The cafes are back. Uh, oh, sorry, just need to wake up a bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you, Kieran. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Um, so Laura gets up and she's going to trundle down after Kieran. Yeah. Okay, so you all kind of get settled in around the table. I'm assuming you're going to get yourself seated. This is, as again, like a this is this really big kind of conference table. So there are lots and lots of space for you to sit down. There's probably still a good couple of empty tables, uh, empty tables, empty chairs left um, around the table. Uh, so as you all settle yourself down and you, you kind of get yourself uh, ready and you give these cathars a chance to get some food into their system, munch through. Um, Esther bustles in through the door and she bustles through and you can only tell it's Esther from her kind of knees downwards because in her arms she has a big basket piled mountain high with blue fabric. And she plunks it down to the table and the basket gives it this wicker basket so it gives this kind of wicker creak as you she drops it down on the table. And she pokes her head round and she says, Oh hello dearies, how are you doing? Are you alright? Oh. Hi Esther. Yes, hi, hi. What have you got there? Washing. Washing? Yes, it's the, the, the uniforms you wanted us to fix up. Oh, God, I had forgotten about those. Yeah. Oh, you start. So she, she kind of settles some stuff down, moves the basket onto the floor, and you can see that it's probably all clean in here, but she takes an item off the top. It looks to be a pair of, of trousers. Um, and she pulls some out of her pocket. She has like a little needle and thread, little sewing kit. Uh, and she sits down, makes herself comfortable. She's got her big um, shawl, this big fluffy white shawl she was wearing when you first met her. She's got this big shawl wrapped around her shoulders. And she sits there, makes herself comfortable. And she starts darning a hole in the backside of these pants. <laughs> Alora looks at her industriousness and then decides that she also needs to do something industrious. So she's going to turn to Ogvar. Um Opa? Yes. Um, can you. Can, can you pass me all of them? Can you give me. Can you give me the bag, Butter? Oh, yes, most certainly. And a cloth. I might struggle with the cloth. Oh, no, the cloth's in the, in the kit. Yes, of course. Marvellous. Could, could, I, could I have those? Oh, yes, of course. Here you go. Colin, I'm going to pass you over to, uh, to Laura now. No, uh, I'm sure she's quite sorry for what she said to you before, but. Uh, Mm, we'll see. But, uh, be nice. Come on, no promises. Come on, Aura. Come over here. Come on. So you hand you hand Orland over to Alora, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. His little straps kind of wrap around your arms, if like no, don't go. <laughs> um, and Laura, you do have to give a bit of a tug to actually get Orland to kind of release and land in your lap. Come on, Orland. I'm going to tug him free, pop him on the table in front of me. I'm going to get the bag butter out, open it up, and the cloth. And I'm going to start to back butter Orland. Yeah, he he does start off grumbling quite a lot under his under his I say under his breath. He, he starts grumbling and chuntering quite quietly, but he does quiet down afterwards after you've been going for about a minute or so. He quiets down in your lap, and yeah. he, you kind of feel him almost like a release of tension, where he, his leather goes slightly softer. Right, I'm just going to massage massage the um the bag. <laughs> I am going to massage <laughs> Take the, the wrinkles out. The straps and just talk to him gently. Say, come on, Orland. I know we had a bit of a falling out. I didn't mean I didn't mean to put you in peril or anything. I, I, come on, forgive me, I'll just you know I, I'll just give you a rub down with this bag butter and make you feel a bit better. Just supple that leather. And work on the straps and on the on the like the, the strap handle and Okay, so you do that. You now have all of these cathars. They're mostly kind of just finishing up, sponging off the last, last bits of soup from their bowls. What would you like to do? You all kind of sat there. Just, I mean, Laura's got herself settled, so is Esther. You all just kind of sat there. What are you doing? Uh, I'm trying to think of which one we put in charge. 
we did we decided I where, has anybody got a list of the cathars because we decided one of we put one of them in charge of the activity didn't it doesn't we? really matter at this point you can just ask them anything they're all here they will all report well, back well, yeah in which case we, we will now report don't we okay so I, you're probably going to ask if do this report in forms of you're going to ask them questions they're going to give you the answers you want um so do you want to go around the table ask them a question yep yeah do you want to start off Kelly? Uh, well, the uh, the first thing we asked them to find out was whether or not we could tell who was in who was living in which rooms in the house. Okay, who was in which rooms? Um, okay, so you ask them who was in which room in the house. Um, you get responses from kind of all around the table. Um, so depending where they set up their overwatch would obviously depend on who they saw uh, but you have the general kind of answer that the servants are in the kind of bottom floor of the house um, they didn't really see many of them through the windows and top floor that it'd be quite difficult to see much going on because obviously they're gonna be quite far away because you can't really get close um, but they do there is a suggestion of the lords and ladies rooms look to be on the second floor um, at the back yeah um, and they didn't really see much movement in the upper floors in the upper uh, top floor sorry okay. aside from that all of the movement that they saw were witnessed appeared to be in the basement area the guards courtyard that kind of area okay cue in uh, 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 do you know where how many, how many of his own guard there are and where they're roughly positioned? And what sort of uniform they're wearing? Okay. So, again, the answer comes from around the room. Um, the, the general consensus around the room seems to be that there were a few guards patrolling the outer walls. Um, not many uh, were seen. Possibly about six patrolling around the, around the walls and they tend to kind of patrol one sixth and then switch over uh, there tends to be like a, a guard in the guard in the kind of like a little guard's hut at six points so if you imagine the estate's kind of uh, kind of the outer wall at six points almost equidistant points there are little guard huts so you will have one person if both of them start off you've got two people in the guard hut one person will walk round to the next guard hut change positions and the person within that guard hut will walk round to the next one along so the colour uniform, they have a black uniform, um, they, they tend to be, um, from what they've observed, they wear kind of black leather, black leather trousers, they've got black boots on, they have their armour, um, some they've, there's different varying levels of armour, there's some who've got breastplates on, some who've just got chainmail, um, but they have like a kind of like a black tabard over the top, um, some of them have thick black gauntlets up over the elbows uh, and they have black scabbards and like they have a little helmet on which has got a small um, kind of, you know when you see the household guards and they've got mm. the, the yep. plume and they've got the like the ponytail, of it's, it's one of those, it's, mm -hmm. but it's black. Um, so almost all of the household guard uniforms are black. Um, so there are, I assume they're armed with some sort of sword if they've got a scabbard. Yeah, so they're, they're mostly armed with swords but they are also armed with things like maces, um, your other kind of standard weapons um it's just whatever they prefer to use they're using did they have any ranged weapons um so were there people with crossbows or yeah or most bows? most of the guards would also have a crossbow across their back um in terms of um the outside some of the some of the um ones you've sent out uh some of the cathars you sent out have also noted that there were some household guard on the outside of the property so actually on the t front terrace, uh, where the front doors are, there are a number, there were a couple of household guards stood watching, one by the door, like a couple by the door, a couple just kind of patrolling up and down. Uh, but there only seemed to be maybe five at a time out on that front terrace, uh, but there could be more. They only ever saw five though. Okay, Ogvar. Hello. Question for the Cathars. Uh, no, I think Ogvar would probably just sit and listen rather than, yeah. Okay. Obviously, there's people here who know a lot more about this sort of stuff than Ogvar does, so we would just let's just listen. Yep, Alora. I think Alora would look up from what she's doing briefly and just glance around the table. She's definitely going to glance towards Sato. 
Mm-hmm. Um, having clocked that he is uh, somehow getting bread rolls on the other end of the table. He's now smoking a pipe. Mm. And it's this big, elaborate, very ornate, oriental-looking fancy pipe, and it's got this kind of contraption. The, the only way you know it's pipe is because he's sat there going... <laughs> And blowing out little smoke rings which kind of dance around in the air. Um, but it's this kind of weird metal contraption on the table. It's a bong. <laughs> Not a bong, <laughs> no. The hand crossed the bong. <laughs> um, <laughs> Laura, right, she's going to cock her head on one side and just look at him quizzically. And then look away, look at the cathars and say, um, is it just the household god or does he have... Is there any? Well, is there any evidence of magic users or magic about the property? Um, uh, does he have anybody that that might use magic? I, I, I don't know. Have you come? Did you manage to spot out? Are there any any magical traps or anything that you might have? Anything that seemed obvious or out of place that wouldn't be? There's a kind of there's a little bit mini conference between them. And they all kind of come to the conclusion that that they don't know. No. Okay. That's fine. That that's all I wondered. Okay, Caddo. Uh, how many entrances are there? Okay. Through the main wall. So is there are there back gates? And and how do how are deliveries managed? Yep. So they give you the answer that no, there is only the front gate. The deliveries that they saw arrive that day um, came through the front gate and then moved around to the back of the house. So, what? So deliveries are going in through the stables. Yes, basically they're going round the round the back, uh, and it appears to be that the path they're taking, they go up to kind of the. There's one, one big kind of uh, driveway. It then kind of splits in two around a big central kind of bit of, bit of fluff, topiary, you know, kind of this general garden ornamentation. Um, it goes round, and instead of kind of carrying round and then. You know, back out. It goes down to the round the right hand side of the house as you're looking at it. Goes round past the guards' courtyard, past around the ar- armory, back round the back. Um, there's appears to be where this this balcony is. Balcony is on the first floor. Um, it, it's a little. It is a little little bit more extended than it is on the actual drawing here. Um, the one out of the salon. Yeah, and this balcony has um, like a, a pillar, pillars supporting it. It goes under the balcony, round the back, and it goes through the stables, and that's generally where all the delivery intake seems to be. Mm-hmm. Which, that's, like, that's like a road in, is it, into for the deliveries that goes through that route? Yeah, so they'll come up the main gate, go round, round the back, and in, and then they'll follow the same route back out. And, and did there seem to be some sort of password system at the gate for deliveries? You saw that the carriages were stopped. Uh, they were they were checked. They were inspected. Um, rough inspection. Obviously, goods were looked over, uh, and they do tell you that it seemed to be a very thorough inspection on some of the things that were going in. Certain uh, it was noted that perhaps certain deliveries which were coming in, which perhaps they get maybe you know more regularly, um, things like there was a, a wagon full of ale. They didn't search that one as thoroughly, perhaps because those companies or those businesses supply more often. But then some of them, which uh, contained goods, which um, you know could potentially be party supplies if they're prepping for the party. Um, you know, some of these some of these crates were more thoroughly searched. And could they tell if uh, the, there were things being set up in the gardens for the party, or could they tell that the party was being set up indoors? Um. Yes, um, it's probably the answer. They could t- probably tell you that there were. They looked like there was um, some more kind of groundworks happening on the back garden, um, behind where the salon is, so where the balcony would look out. Um, they probably tell you there was looked to be some some kind of works going on there, more gardening um, focused in that area, um, but nothing was actually being set up, set up as far as they could tell. Um, Kieran, you got any more questions for them? Uh, yes. Uh, how, how, uh, how, 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 are there any much trees and bushings yeah, uh, around the outside or or anything like that? 
So the answer you get from that question is, yes, there are quite a few trees and bushes. They're mostly ornamental, which means they're quite low. Um, so something you would know, in from your, um, obviously being part of a noble family, is that at the moment, currently, small box hedging, small mini mazes, which are only kind of like knee deep, um, kind of flower borders, things like that are very, very, very in at the moment. So uh, perhaps a while ago where, you know, big hedges and tall screening privacy stuff so you could have like, little niches in your garden, where that was more popular a while ago, the trends have changed and it's now very, very fashionable to have kind of like little micro gardens. Um, so, you know, little different areas where you've got different kind of plants all piled in and just kind of kept very low and tidy. Um, so although there are kind of patches of shrubbery, it's mostly this kind of big, yeah, it's kind of crawl through stuff. Like you're not going to have any big massive trees. What trees there are, what kind of bigger trees, tends to be towards the kind of back and outer edge of the estate. Not anywhere near the front, because obviously the front's where people walk enter into the estate. But it's mostly the more neglected areas towards the back, and you know, which haven't perhaps haven't yet been worked on or renovated to this kind of small, very posh, prissy gardening. Um, so uh, quite a lot of the property is quite, there's quite good lines of sight from the property out. Laura, did you have any other questions? <coughs> no, I don't think Laura would have any other questions. She would just be, she'd be listening, um, but looking at what she's actually doing, but ears flapping, if you know what I mean. It's impressive. It is. Mm. Okay, Caddo and Kewin, any other questions from either of you? I assume they saw our, um, our grand fountain that we were in. You going to ask them that? Yeah. I, 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 I get the bearings of this grand fountain that had a hydra and a what's it thingamajog on. Did we tell yeah. him that it had that? Yep. Yes. We did. Right. Yeah. So. The, the details of the ground fountain in comparison to where it is the house and um, how it fits into the overall f are there more of them for example is there one on uh, is there an equal a matching one on the other side of the building other garden accoutrements if you like yeah so they tell you that it, it kind of in accordance with this kind of um, you know the, the trees the kind of kind of more neglected areas being further out there are a couple of structures in the garden which look to be kind of ruins kind of abandoned neglected they're not really set out in any way which makes much sense um they're usually kind of you know they're, they're inside they're in from the walls they're probably a good you know 50 foot in from the walls um but the, these areas are kind of very overgrown um the one, the one um, Cathod tells you that he saw one at the back of the property, which was kind of like a old kind of pagodery thing. Uh, it looked to be made out of like marble or some really expensive stone, which is just chipped and cracked, gone into ruin. The tops kind of collapsed down inside. Some of the pillars have fallen over, and the entire structure seems to have kind of tilted and sunk into like this kind of marshy, boggy area. Um, but there, there doesn't seem to be much in the way of. Um, much else in the way of that kind of structuring around the property um so yeah okay. probably the closest one into the property is actually the old ruined fountain how's that orland is that is that feeling okay for you better oh come on orland really it gives you a light slap on the wrist and kind of wibbles a bit yeah, he's okay. not saying much. He's he's very quiet. Okay, bud. Um, I'm gonna put the bag butter, put the lid back on it. I'm gonna slide the cleaning kit over to Ogvar, and I'm also gonna just gently slide all and across as well for the time being. Yeah, you slide it across. He he lets his 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 strap dangle over your lap still. He doesn't pull it back. Okay. Right. Okay. So, is there any more no more questions from you, Kieran? Nope. Any more questions from Caddo or Ogva? No, no, all good, thanks. We can always catch them at breakfast if we think of something. <clears throat> yep, okay. So you kind of finished telling off answering questions. They all look really tired, they look kind of beat. Um, so I'm assuming you're probably going to say to them, like, thanks for that, you can kind yeah, of well go. Well done. Yeah. Yep. You're great. <laughs> Gold star. Um, yeah, so they shuffle off um, 
slowly perhaps the ones who've been on kind of a different outwatch if they you know as you as your questions are kind of aim more towards what's on the ground and whatnot the ones who i don't really have much to do with it they might kind of start shuffling off and just excusing themselves um <clears throat> but it's probably you've probably been talking to them for about an hour um so it's probably about 11 o'clock at night when they the last one of them leaves they take the bowls with them um clear up all the stuff take the take stuff with them um esther has made a, a fairly decent progress through this um pile of clothes um she, you can see that as, you, as the night's gone on she's been kind of darning away and you know fixing ripped trousers um patching up knees elbows you know she's she's been doing an amazing job of of darning fixing sewing um you see a, a pair of socks emerge at one point which she properly darns away um and yeah she's you know she's she's worked away from probably about a third of this pile of clothing to fix please tell me i haven't got a mending spell <laughs> no, I you don't. used to have you I used to yeah, yeah no it was a it was a tent uh, a cheesy tent yeah no yeah, it was a what's it wasn't it it was a ca- uh, caltrop what? whatever no not a caltrop <laughs> a cantrip cantrip that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was a caltrop because i have caltrops so. no i haven't got it anymore sorry <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, she's been folding up these pieces, and you know, you, you might pick up a piece, take a look at it. It's bloody good work. You can barely see where the the fix is. Um, so yeah, what are you all kind of doing? It's, it's eleven o'clock at night. Sato's still there. He's leaning backwards in his chair, puffing away. Uh, and you, when you look up, actually, everyone, make me a spot check. Oh, here we go. Here we go again. Ah. Spot check, 26 frog, bro. Woof, okay. 22 uh, all in for okay. Ricardo. 11. Okay. Well, I've <laughs> come down to earth with the bump because that was a nat one for Melora plus three. Okay, Elora, you probably um, look up and with your balance still slightly affected by your new eye, you probably nearly fall over as you kind of tilt your head back and have to kind of grab onto something to steady yourself. Sure. Uh, the rest of you, as you look up, if you've got anything other than that one, you'd be fine. <laughs> it's literally that easy. Um, the rest of you, as you look up, um, where Sato's kind of leaning back and staring into the ceiling, this is quite a high vaulted ceiling, but as you look up, you see a menagerie of smoke animals dancing around in the ceiling. And I mean, when I say menagerie, I mean there's, you know, you see little smoke jellyfishes, and as they kind of, you know, their undulating movement where they kind of move like in, in little jerks, every little jerk produces an individual little smoke ring which puffs off and then tails off into a different creature itself. And it's, you know, they're just, it's, you haven't noticed this. You, you've, I mean, you've seen him blowing smoke rings, but you haven't looked up to see what's going on in the ceiling. Uh, and then, I mean, there's, there's, you know, birds fluttering around. You see things like snakes kind of slithering. Um, you see various animals like tiger. You see a little, a little smoke tiger chasing down a smoke deer. As its jaws kind of clamp around its midsection, the deer kind of dissipates into a puff of smoke which then trails off, splits off and turns into two more deer which then begin bounding around in the air. It's this really intricate scene and the more you look, the more you see. And You, you, you even see things like, um, uh, you know, you see things like a, a smoke hydra which is stomping around, or I say stomping, it's, it's stomping around in the air. Um, occasionally its head spitting out little smoke puffs of of stuff and hitting other creatures which then in turn turns them into smoke and they turn into other things as well and it's this continuous cycle of these kind of monstrous creatures these kind of normal creatures um just kind of existing devouring each other and then re-existing it's it's really bizarre um yeah so i mean that's what you see up in the ceiling and it's as you're kind of there going what the hell is going on up there you see sato kind of out another stream of smoke and a goat begins bounding around as if it was bounding up a mountainside. Oh, I like that. I like the goat. And it disappears up to join the various menagerie of animals in the ceiling. And Laura's just staring at the table. Uh, I say that's quite good, isn't it? It's quite a party trick, isn't it? Yes, um, uh, I don't know if it'd be worthwhile smoking to get that though, but, uh, you know, the old... <coughs> Uh, out the old lungs. Uh, oh well. <laughs> what are you talking about? Up there. Up where? Up, up there? Uh, oh. Oh. 
Well, hmm. she's looking at Sato again. She's fascinated by him. She quite likes him. That's mm. it. She, that's just what she's thinking. That he's he's incredibly interesting. Okay. So what are you, what are you doing? Are you just gonna kind of all head off to bed? Get oh, well, we'll definitely go to bed if it's eleven o'clock. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. 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 Yep. I'm going going back back to my room. So you leave Sato. He's um, slowly puffing away, um, and he's decreased in his puffing. He's you know just occasionally he'll let out a little. Um, little ring of smoke, but he seems to be kind of just amusing himself, just staring up at the, staring up at this kind of scene he's creating up in the ceiling. Um, and yeah, so you all go to bed. Mm-hmm. Good night, Sado. Good night, Esther. Night, everybody. Yes, night, night, dearie. And Esther sat there. And she's bless her. She's still darning away. She's pulled a candle closer to her so she can see what she's doing. But she sat there, a couple of seats down from Sato, darning away, minding her own business. Um, and yeah, so you all head to bed you wake up in the morning you've all had a very restful night's sleep um it's been a very deep sleep uh, the bedding which ruth has provided is ex- extremely good uh, you've got these kind of <coughs> you've got these Sorry. big fluffy fluffy downy um duvets you've got these big plush pillows uh, and it's, it's just been a very nice comfortable night's sleep um the, the only thing which isn't nice is getting out of bed in the morning and sticking your foot down onto a cold church floor. Okay. What are you doing with your day? So you've now got... Uh, have you got a day left? Your... No, we, today. We go yep. tonight. So yep. Six o'clock tonight six is o'clock. in theory when we go. Um, I will join morning prayers, obviously. Yep, so you go downstairs, you join morning prayers. Obviously you're going to be up first before anyone else. Uh, you go downstairs, they're all having morning prayers. Um, it's, it's this situation in the church where you probably haven't experienced it for quite a while, um, but you've got everyone in the pews. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerhard is leading uh, leading himself until he kind of goes uh, in mid-sentence and, just <laughs> and Ruth kind of ruthlessly jabs him in the side with her elbow, uh, waking him up again. Um, but other than that, morning prayers go well. Um, you've got to kind of, obviously most of the cathars are very devout. Uh, is it Hall? I think is it. Is yeah. See the, the Vogue. Uh, I've got this. Cole Bean was the Rogue. Cole Bean. Cole Bean is perhaps fidgeting around more and and you know, not so uh, I say respectful, but not so kind of focused as the other Cathars. Uh, and these these four young Cathars, they're kind of you, you hear the occasional giggling in the pew. You see the bit of you know, foot kicking, ankle kicking, you know, poking each other with the elbows, which is uh, stamped out quite quickly by Ruth as she goes and does the thing which all teachers do and sits right next to them. Um, so you see them kind of cower a bit. Uh, but your morning prayers go well. Um, the rest of you wake up. Um, I'm assuming you get yourself ready for the day, you start getting dressed, getting yourself ready. Are you doing anything at this point before you have breakfast? How does Laura's eye feel? Yeah, your eye feels a little more settled in the socket. I mean, you wake up and it's like you're blinking a bit, and it, but it doesn't feel so kind of foreign as it did before. And as you get up, you, you get, you know, you're, it's less of this kind of tilting sea kind of feeling you're getting. Do I... Um now not suffer from the minus two penalty to spot or search checks uh has, has it been there yes yeah okay that's cool you do occasionally get like the odd little wave of, like you know you bend down to put a sock on or whatever and you're like whoa as you come back up because it's like whoa what's, but you know it's it's settling in very very well okay at this point in time uh Oprah, are you doing anything first thing in the morning uh just possibly obviously getting up getting dressed and Sorting through his gear, ready, making sure his uh, his sleeping arrows are on his thigh quiver rather than his back quiver. Yeah, yeah, just general stuff. Yeah, All Murdoch's right. po- uh, perched on the end of your bed. Yeah, just kind of watching over you. Just kind of. Did Rowan come back? Um. Yeah, I mean, Rowan is. No chance. <laughs> you you do see Rowan. Rowan is um, flitting around. Uh, there is. When you walk out into this main kind of conference room, because this, this, I say it's conference room, this main kind of area, the bedrooms are just off of that, the bedrooms where you've been staying are just off of that room. Right. So as you walk out into this open area, you see Sato is still sat there with a the chair. It, it looks like he might have moved from last night. Um, he's certainly wearing different clothes, he's got changed. Uh, but he is still kind of sat there in the chair, 
reading a book. Um, he's no longer smoking, but as you look up to kind of see what's going on in the ceiling, all of the animals have disappeared, with the exception of a single smoky bat, which is being chased relentlessly by Rowan around the, around the uh, vaulted ceiling. Uh, and Rowan is making a bit of a racket. He's squeaking occasionally and screeching at this bat, and every time he manages to catch hold of this bat and kind of pounce on it midair, it disappears into smoke, leaving Rowan in this kind of freefall tumble which he has to recover from. Um, so Rowan is getting quite a bit of exercise, because he's very determined to catch this bat. I think Alora would be quite amused by that. Um, she's uh, going to pull up a chair next to Sato and just briefly start up a conversation. Just a, a brief conversation. She's she's probably just going to ask him... Um, so, uh, you move in quite mysterious ways, Sato. I move like anyone else on my feet. Yes, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. You you think that I know exactly what you're talking about, but do I? Well, you can talk in riddles to me if you like, but I will ask you a straight question. What magic do you use? I have no magic. I don't believe you. Then you do not believe me, and nothing I say will change your mind. Um, can I make a check? Um... What check would I make to see whether he is he is bluffing, whether he is trying to deceive um, me? That would be sense motive. Sense motive, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can make one. Uh, okay. You're gonna fail. Let's just. <laughs> I probably will because it's wisdom based. Yeah. Well, can you see the look on the DM's face? I mean, you, uh... I'm still gonna make it. You better no, get... I'm not gonna make You're it. You're hoping it's... for a nat twenty it's, here. It's, it's a seven stuffed. all in. <laughs> yep. No, you you can't. Really, you don't get much feeling from Sato as if he's lying. You, you don't get the sense that he's lying at all. She's just going to narrow her eyes and look at him quite beadily. Then she's going to look up at Rowan, who's still flitting around the ceiling. And she's going to look back at Soto and give him a wry smile and just say, Yeah, he's not the most disciplined, but he is young. And she's, that's all she's going to say. Yeah. You very quickly receive a smoke back to the face, followed by a spiralling brown bat. Do I need to defend myself? Do you want to make a reflex save? Yes, I do. (laughs) Make a reflex save. I don't want a bat in the face. I've already got a sore eye. Thank you very much. Uh, Reflex. Wouldn't it be a moment of genius if we put a ring on the leg of a bat that was a fine pub's ring? That's a 22 all in. Yeah, the 22 all in, you're able to dive out of the chair and roll onto the floor in time. You hear Rowan make it a bit of a thump as he hits the back of the chair and just kind of slides down onto the seat. Rowan, pack that in. Just watch where you're going. Do as you're told. Yeah, the smoke bat has fully dissipated now, uh, and Rowan is just left kind of sadly... Uh, I say sadly, he's, he's kind of just kind of flopped onto your chair, and he looks... As smug as a bat can possibly look. And you get this feeling down your empathic link of just overwhelming smugness. Focuses were fixed on further news from the Cathars regarding investigations into the layout of the Lord's gardens, grounds and guards. Esther was on the wardrobe warpath, fixing up their formal threads so the team are sure to avoid any fashion faux pas. Meanwhile, Ogvar observed the problems that cookies can cause in the kitchen as he attempted to avert his eyes from Ruth's spot of blatant bishop bashing before borrowing the church's boots of leaping. With Sato making the most of his stay and the soup, he continued to intrigue and entertain his hosts with his vaporous creature creations, causing Rowan to go rogue with a smoky silhouette, sending the sorceress diving to the deck in an attempt to avoid taking damage. Catch the crew next week for episode 85. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Having you as a listener means everything to us. So, whichever streaming service you choose to listen to us with, please give us a like, subscribe and follow. We would love for you to join us on our Facebook or Twitter page, where you can catch up with all of our latest news. While you're waiting for the next episode of Secrets of the Silver City, Why not pop over to our website, where you can read all of the information about this campaign, from backstories to setting. All of the links are in the bio of this episode. 
Join us again next week for the next instalment. Thank you for listening.